0: Christ was baptized as an example for us all. He went into the water. and Before he entered his three-and-a-half-year ministry, Jesus was baptized at the Jordan River to demonstrate that we must all enter the waters of baptism to be saved as Christians. It is not an optional plan in the mind of God.
1: That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call at any time, 24-7, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is standing by right now to take your phone call. Today's Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Santenko is entitled Baptized into Christ. That's Baptized into Christ and you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. We brought you the first portion of this message yesterday and we'll conclude this broadcast here now. But don't forget you can find this message in its entirety without interruption online at reachingyourheart.com. Let's join Pastor Michael Oxen, thank you in progress here now as he concludes, Baptized into Christ, today's Reaching Your Heart.
0: And that's what the story of the flood at the cross is all about. That's what baptism is all about. When I saw this story unfolding on television, I could not help but think of Jesus cannot help but think of Jesus who went through the flood to save us from our sins. You know, this story speaks to me of the price that was paid. The prophet Daniel is very clear that when Jesus went to the cross, he was swept away by the flood. Daniel 9.26, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. That means Messiah dies. But not for himself. I mean, Christ didn't go to the cross for glory. Christ didn't go to the cross so he could look good. Christ went to the cross so he could die for you and me. Not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. The Precious Jewish people and the rejection of the more precious Messiah lost their right to exist as a nation at that time. And it says that shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. The Hebrew literally says, and his end with the flood. He, the Messiah, dies in the flood. His end with the flood. Day 11.22 repeats this right there in that middle of the great vision. The king of the north, king of the south. Verse 22, the linguistic center. And overflowing forces will be flooded away before him, that is the king of the north, and shattered and also The prince of the covenant. Jesus died in the flood. If we don't grasp it, we don't realize the significance of the cross. Jesus is the prince of the covenant, and he died for our sins in the flood that sin brings. In Psalm 69 1 and 2, David knew that he was in trouble. He knew his enemies are after him. And so he cries out to God because the floodwaters are coming up. Look at verse 1. Psalm 69 Save me, O God. Now notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, educate me, he doesn't say, help me with my character. He says, save me. You hear what I'm saying? The focus is on the one who can deliver. Save me because I can't fix me. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink deep in mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. When you have the flood in your life, dear heart, there is only one answer. It's for Jesus to save you. Christ was baptized as an example for us all. He went into the water. And before he entered his three-and-a-half-year ministry, Jesus was baptized at the Jordan River to demonstrate that we must all enter the waters of baptism to be saved as Christians. It is not an optional plan in the mind of God. Now, when Christ was baptized... He made the hard decision right there at His baptism to die in the flood that the prophet Daniel talked about to save us from our sins. Heaven was watching. The universe was looking down. They saw their commander in human form come to the water and they knew what it meant. They knew that He was making the decision to go to the cross right there at His baptism. And heaven had to speak at that moment. You see, at the creation of the world, God spoke. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the abyss of the waters of an uncreated world. And God was there to speak as the Father. And the light of the world, we're told in John 8, is Jesus. And God saw the light as it pierced the darkness on the first day. And He said, The light is good. The light is good. The baptism of Jesus God spoke again because a new creation is in play. The Holy Spirit like a dove was hovering over the waters of the Jordan like a creation. But this time it settled upon the head of Jesus and there it rested and God could not help but speak again like he did at the dawn of time. And God saw the decision of his precious son who is the light of the world. He saw it and he spoke and he said the light is good again. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. You know, we don't realize that baptism is huge in God's mind. It's greater than the creation of the world. Because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are there all over again. The prophet Daniel says in Daniel 9.27 that Jesus confirmed a covenant in His death. The word translated confirmed is the Hebrew word for prevail. It's the same word Moses uses when he says the waters prevailed over the earth in the flood. And so, Daniel is saying, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that Christ, when he confirms the covenant, prevails over the flood that takes his life. He defeats the waters of death and sin, and thus the covenant prevails in his death. How is this possible? Because Christ's death in the flood brings life from the flood. How many of you are grateful this morning to be a Christian? I am grateful. I am delighted in what Jesus Christ has done for me personally. I mean, last time I checked, I'm a sinner in need of grace. How many sinners do we have here in need of God's grace? I'm not better than anybody else here, and I'm no better than anybody else out there. And I am grateful for the Son of God who gave Himself for me and died for my sins. So Christ's death stands in the place of what I deserve. I deserve death. He died for me. You know, some people are so wise and intelligent, they just can't bring themselves to say, Jesus died for my sins. That's a little too intelligent. Christ died for us because we need someone to die for us. But more than that, He was raised for us so that we could be accepted and have a new life. So what does baptism mean? Take your Bibles, turn to Romans 6. We're going to dwell here for just a little bit. Romans 6, verse 1. Paul is asking the question. The Lord is prompting it through the Holy Spirit. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, what's the answer in verse 2? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Sin, friend, is an enemy, and we cannot overcome sin by simply trying hard. In fact, Paul will establish in Romans 7 that even the law can become an agent of sin if it is misused as a means for righteousness, And so we are sold into sin. We are born into sin. Our nature is sinful from toe to head, from the cradle to the grave. And the guilt of just one of those sins is all it takes to keep us out of heaven and destroy us in the end. And so the power of sin is the law, Paul says. And the law will not give one bit to save you. So if you mess up a little, the law says you go into the flood. So Paul is saying here that as Christians, we have died to sin. How is that possible and still survive? Look at verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, now look at the text, baptized where? Into Christ Jesus. We're baptized into what? Into his death. You see, baptism is wrapped around our entry into Christ, our entry into his death, of our attachment to his death and person. Paul is saying that the believer is vitally connected to Jesus in his or her baptism. You cannot yank someone away from Christ who has been baptized into Christ. That person has to choose to leave Christ. But you cannot pull them away. The person that is saved enters into the death of Jesus Christ, which represents God's judgment, His righteous judgment on sin, because the law cannot be changed. So why is this necessary? Because God cannot and will not tolerate sin. So the sinner must That's what baptism is a recognition of. Christ died for our sins. Paul says this is the most important truth of the apostolic gospel. And more personally, Jesus died for me and for you. Jesus died for our sins. He died for me as if there was no other out there. God made him to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We deserve to die. The judgment of the law required it in us. The judgment of the law cannot be altered. And so Jesus pulled us aside from the judgment bar. He entered the flood in our place and all the stuff that condemns us in our heads from Adam to the end was in his head and heart. And he sifted through all of it and he took it through the flood. And when he was done, there was nothing left to condemn. The just requirement of the law had been met in him for the entire human race. Christ died for us, and there is no other who can do it. He died for us. And when we are baptized into Jesus, we enter into his death as our death for our sins. Let me just pause here. Key point. Friend, we recognize in baptism that the just requirement of the law was meted out in the flood that swept Jesus away. And so in Jesus, we die for our sins because Jesus died for us and judgment is over. That's what baptism means. He made it so clear. Look at Mark 16, 15-16. Jesus here tells us how important this is. And He said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to the whole creation. He who believes, what else does it say? And is baptized might be saved. Does it say that? It says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe, and it's implied, who is not baptized, will be condemned. You see, baptism is hugely important to your expression of faith in Christ. We are saved because we identify by faith with Jesus in His death for our sins, and because we accept Jesus as our Savior who died for our sins. And thus we are not condemned in the judgment day for our sins. Praise God! We are not condemned. In fact, if you are baptized in Christ, you are not condemned today. You're not condemned the next day or any day of your life because you live in an acceptance mode with Christ. Yes, you may have issues. You may have a faulty character. You may have this challenge or that. Friend, you are glued to Christ by covenant. And thus Christ does not let go of you until He has finished the work He began in you and He'll never let go of you anyway. So, Paul says, We were baptized into Jesus in his death. Friend, if you believe in Jesus and you're baptized into Jesus, you will be saved by Jesus. The word saved in Greek is the same word for healed, it means the same thing. Baptism is important for people so they can be healed. We don't baptize people because they're perfect, we baptize people because they're sinners. Make sense? They're sinners. But they're called to be saints by baptism and they need to be healed. They need the freedom from condemnation. So when a person is surrendered, doesn't mean they're free from temptation, but when they have surrendered and they've said, I give my heart to the Lord, I need the power of God in my life. They come to the cross and they've asked for the forgiveness of their sins. The resurrection life of Christ and baptism can change them and empower them to live a new life a holy life comes from a life that has been freed from condemnation and freed from condemnation by baptism. Romans 6, 4, Paul says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You see, we're glued to Christ. Christ dies, we die. Christ is raised from the dead, we're raised from the dead.
1: Pastor Michael oxen will continue in just a moment. Reaching Your Heart is a listener-supported program. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over: biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. Call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Or you can stop by our website reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Let's get back to the broadcast now. Here is Pastor Michael Longsentenka with more of today's Reaching Your Heart.
0: For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall... Now, look at the Bible verse here. What does it say? We shall maybe... What? It doesn't say maybe. We shall what? Certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. That's good news. This is why, you know, the act of sharing our faith and bringing people to Christ and working for baptisms in the church is hugely important because God wants you to certainly be saved. There are two very clear results that come from being baptized in the Christ. First, we start a new life with Christ. Not the old one, but a new one. It is new because in Christ we're born again. We start over in Jesus Christ. We're little babies. Some people say, well, you know, I am a baptized believer. Right after they were baptized, I saw them sin accidentally. Well, how many of you ever had a child in your life? Man, I tell you, my little boys, they'd mess up as they grew up. That doesn't mean they should, but you see, they weren't kicked out of the family. Baptism means you're in the family. It means you're in covenant relationship with God. It means Christ has committed Himself to hang on to you. And we start over with acceptance instead of condemnation because of baptism. And so Jesus becomes the new Adam, and we are not condemned because of Jesus, the new Adam. Secondly, because we've been baptized into Christ, we will be raised from the dead at the end of time, just like Jesus was raised from the dead in time. So death has no power over a baptized Christian who clings to the cross and the resurrection of Christ as his or her right to the future. Death has no power over them. Many of us know that we have all problems in life. How many people have problems in life out there? A few of you have problems? Only a few, okay. We also know we're tempted at times. Some of us are tempted, maybe not some of you. How many of you are tempted? Tempted? Yeah, I'm tempted. And sometimes we can fail Have you ever failed? You ever faltered? You know, the people who act like they haven't are the ones who do the most. It's true. We all have. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It didn't say have fallen, continue to fall short of the glory of God. We sin in the past, we can still mess up in the present, is what it's saying. Therefore, they are justified as a gift through the redemption. That is in Christ Jesus. We are accepted because in a baptized state as Christians who love Jesus. We are not condemned so we grow. That old self is part of our ongoing nature that wants to drag us down to death. Still there. You're baptized doesn't mean you aren't tempted. Still there. So what does God do with that old self that would keep us away from God? Look at Romans 6 verse 6. We know that our old self was crucified with him. You know, your carnal nature, your temptations are placed on the cross with Christ. Here's the reason. So that the sinful body might be destroyed. You know, God doesn't want us looking the way we look. You wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror. How many of you feel beautiful in the morning? Don't raise your hand, okay. And as you get older, you feel less beautiful, right? Amen. We have honesty on the front pew, okay. And baptism means we have freedom... To overcome because our old self was crucified with him. So that we will no longer be enslaved to a nature that we will have to the second coming. It will no longer have a right to rule our life. That's what baptism means. It means we recognize that we don't get arrogant and puffed up. We don't act like we're perfect. We don't act like we can't be tempted. That we can. But we realize that in Jesus we've been freed from condemnation. Therefore, we have a higher cause to live. We don't have to prove anything to the Lord to be accepted. We are. And thus, our love response to Him should govern our overcoming. The Holy Spirit comes to us that way. We start out as babies, we grow up in the family of God because we were baptized into Christ. So baptism means freedom to live a new life without the condemnation of the old dragging you down. Now, I don't know about you. I can remember the bad things I did. Do you remember the bad things you did? A few of you? I don't like it. I don't like thinking about how I messed up badly. But you know what? I don't have to think that way. Because I entered the waters of baptism. I was baptized into Christ. God has washed that away. It is the devil's argument that has no legal basis in the judgment day to condemn me. In Romans 8, Paul puts it plainly, there is therefore now. I like the word now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and then he speaks in the past, has set me free from the law of sin and death. For God has done, again, a past statement, God has done with the law. Now the law is good, but the law is weak in one way. He tells us what it is here. Weakened by the flesh. You see, you can't use the law in your flesh to get saved. So God has done with the law, weakened by the flesh, Could not do. I mean, you can try all you like to overcome sin. Unless the Holy Spirit is in your life, you can't do it. So the law is weak. It cannot save you, even though it's righteous as a moral standard in the judgment day. So what did God do? The text says, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. God here understood, condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You see, the law required that you die. You do in baptism because Jesus died for you. And thus the law cannot condemn you in the judgment day. Thus condemnation cannot drag you down. Thus you can live for God regardless of how weak you are or how you've messed up. You can live for God because Christ died for your sins in accordance with the gospel. Friend, when you're baptized, you recognize Jesus as Lord. And you know that God condemned sin in Jesus so that you can be free from that condemnation in your life. And you know what? God accepted Jesus in the resurrection on Sunday morning. Not guilty was the verdict on Sunday morning. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set him free from the grave. The baptized believer, friend, is free from the heavy weight of condemnation. Because he or she belongs to Jesus instead of the law. Now there are many people who think that the law is their savior. It is not. The law is a righteous standard that cannot be changed. That is for the judgment day. But it will not be the merit that says not guilty in the judgment day. The law is not good enough to clear you from the violation of the law. The life that is set free is set free. Because Christ died for our sins in the flood. And the life that is free from condemnation becomes obedient in the Spirit of God to the lawgiver because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death, not to make you lawless, but to make you lawful in the Holy Spirit, not to make you rely on the law, but to make you rely on the lawgiver who died for you. Speaking of baptism, Paul says in Romans 6-7, "...for he, or she, implied, who has died is freed from sin." The Greek word translated freed is the Greek word for justified. If you have been baptized into Christ Jesus, you belong to Christ Jesus. Isn't that precious? You belong to Christ. And you are a child of God. And you cannot be prosecuted in the judgment day because your sins have already been prosecuted at the cross of Calvary. So baptism is hugely important. It's not like a minor thing for the Christian. My brother died this year. Many of you know that. I've been gone for a few weeks to spend time with the family at a family reunion and to spend time with his youngest son, Sammy. I was at that family reunion. Sammy was there. It was a little bittersweet. Sammy is on all of our hearts because his father has gone. And so who will be Sammy's father figure in life? Now, my brothers and my sons, who are all together at that family reunion, we got together, we decided to chip in. And we would all do our part to fill that void as best we could to be a father figure for Sammy. We were at the boat dock two weeks ago, and we all jumped into the water together with Sammy to let loose and enjoy the day. We played in the water. We laughed in the water. We hugged each other in the water. My son pushed me in the water. I had a headset that cost $100. It got baptized. It did not survive. No resurrection for it. But in the water, we felt the bond of being family again. In the water. And somehow the water was God's way of overcoming the flood that had swept Sammy's dad away this year. In the water, we felt the joy of being together, of letting loose and just being free. And in the water, we were free to love, to live, and to be healed. You know, I've had illustrations this last week of what it means to be baptized. Baptism is not some inauguration that you've arrived. Baptism is a statement that you've begun. And it represents a complete surrender to Jesus, but that surrender will have to be renewed every day on your knees until the day Jesus comes. And there will be days when you'll have to fall at the knees of Jesus with broken heart because you let him down. But you see, the importance of baptism is to remind you that he will not let go of you. So don't ever let the enemy deceive you to think that you should let go of him. You know, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times but rises again. What it means is that we can mess up perfectly and the Lord won't kick us off unless we leave him. But baptism will give you an argument against evil in your life. It will give you the basis to meet the enemy with his deceptions and remind the enemy that you were baptized into Christ. Therefore, you live for him. You don't belong to yourself. You live for the glory of God.
1: Well, that will conclude the message Baptized into Christ. Today's Reaching Your Heart. You can find it online at reachingyourheart.com along with many other messages. They're available for you. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's Last Altar Call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. If you would like to listen to this message again, it is available for you at reachingyourheart.com. Once again, reachingyourheart.com. There are many messages available along with this broadcast as well. Thanks for listening today. And as always, we want you to know that we do pray that God is reaching your heart.